What's up, pals? Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 163, question mark? It's 163. Of Super Nerd Pals, I'm your host, Andy Carasquillo. I'm Chris Sampson. I'm Ryan. And we are the Pals of Nerd Woo. that just saw Captain Marvel. Hell yeah! Woo. Welcome to our SpoilerCast episode. Yes. Um, so right now, or as we're recording this, um, um, March 8th has passed, and this, that was the release date for Mar- Captain Marvel. It was also International Women's Day, so it's very fitting that... Don't Cap- you mean Marvel? Uh... That irritated the shit out of me. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> That's not her name. Yeah, no. it's... Okay, so... I know. Admittedly, I don't know a lot about Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel. Um, I don't either. You know, literally the only thing I knew before, or for the longest time, was that... Uh, back in the 90s, Rogue... No, I think it was... No, I'm sorry. It was, I think it was a 1980s comic. I'm sorry. But yeah, Rogue permanently absorbed the memories and powers of Captain Marvel. So that's why for a long while, especially in like the 90s, Jim Lee-inspired animated series, Rogue was able to fly and lift up cars and stuff. It's because she absorbed all the powers of Miss Marvel at the time. But um, yeah, going back to your point, Ryan... Um, uh, what's her name? Um, Carol Danvers, her original code name wasn't Captain Marvel, and she was definitely not the first to have the Captain Marvel code name. It was originally Captain Marvel, and then actually, fun fact: um, the little the little girl, the little black girl, um, what's uh, Monica Rambeau? Um, technically, she was the first female uh, to have the or f- first hero. After Captain Marvel, Marvel, who was actually a male hero, uh, Monica Rambeau, she was the first uh, female hero to take up the codename Captain Marvel back yeah, in, in heard... 1982, I think? Yeah, it... I heard someone saying that at the theater last night. There was a girl that was dressed up uh, as Captain Marvel, and she was African-American, and she was like, well, actually, the first one was a black girl. Yeah, which and is correct. And the people who were in front of us in line were all like... What? Yeah, this is yeah, this is all fact. Um, actually, I mean, technically, um, Carol Danvers' uh, mantle of Captain Marvel is very recent, as of 2012. Um, but for, so for the longest while, she's been operating under the code name Miss Marvel. Then she has a whole she has a whole bunch of other names like Warbird and. Um, some of the other, she has at least like four or five different names, but like longest one she's been known for was Miss Marvel, and then as of 2012, Captain Marvel. Um. So the thing is, I'm pretty sure I don't want to like 100% make the statement, but I'm almost positive that the MCU is almost 100% based off of the Ultimate series of Marvel, mm-hmm. because. So everything that I've seen from Marvel now, from the MCU, a lot of it is backstories taken from the Ultimate Universe, characters taken from the Ultimate Universe. So it's just possible that the MCU is the Ultimate Universe. Yeah, it it does take a lot of heavy influence from the Ultimate Universe, like you said. Um, I think with Captain Marvel's origins uh they did they do take uh a lot of different influences but i think in terms of 
um, some of the original features. They're they're pretty accurate. Um, uh, I think one of the I guess one of the first major departures was that um, the original Captain Marvel or Marvel um, they 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 gender swapped him. Um, so Lawson was uh, or I should Marvel was uh, here portrayed as uh, Lawson the the Air Force scientist. Um, also, originally Captain or Miss Marvel was more of a human slash Kree hybrid. Um, so this is another departure they took. Um, like, like, I guess another retcon they took for this character. Or I mean, she's also still kind of a human Kree hybrid because, um. Who's who's her commander? Oh, uh, yeah, from young, the Kree? Young, young Krog, the the guy, the guy, uh, Jude Law, basically. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so he was saying that like his blood runs through her. Yeah. So, so I'm guessing she needed like a blood transfusion at some point, and he just yeah. I guess she used was his blood. turned in the Kree. Um, at least in the original comics, um, Marvel and her or Carol Danvers literally got fused together. Um, because of this machine called, like, the Psychic Magnetizer. They were fighting... There was, like, some giant fight over this MacGuffin, and then the machine of the malfunction exploded, and basically they fused the two together. But now, in the movie, they gave her her... I mean, it's sort of the same. Uh, they gave her... It's just, she's, still, she's still her own identity. It's just, like, some weird Kree technology just changed her body. Um... And here they explained that the, the the power core of the light speed ship, like she just, her body just absorbed everything, uh, which I think is a little bit of a more cleaner um, origin story. Yeah, a little less confusing mm-hmm. too. I didn't know anything about Captain Marvel prior to seeing this movie, and it has intrigued me more to read comics about her and like dive into it a little bit more but i found myself doing i think the worst possible thing you can do as a fan which was as soon as this movie was over i was immediately comparing it to wonder woman because i remember when wonder woman came out how everybody was talking about how she's like the feminist icon we need right now and all of this other shit. And they are two very, very different uh, superheroes in that respect. Like, Wonder Woman has a lot of, like, heart and she's she takes everything, not personally, but she takes everything, like, into herself and is very driven by emotion. And when I was watching Ms. Marvel... I couldn't help but think that she is where a lot of females are right now. That, like, sassy, sarcastic, I don't care if this is a man's job type thing. I just thought it was overall so fucking perfect. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, yeah I, I I really like... Um, I keep wanting to say Kara, even well, it's, Kara. It's funny you mention that, because, like... Uh, I mean, in a, in a lot of ways, Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel was created as a inspiration or as an analog to Supergirl because, like her, yeah, because her her her, her alias Carol 
Kara Danvers is a, it's a play off of the OG Supergirl's secret identity. Like it was like Kara Lee, Dan, Dan, Dan oh, Kara, like, yeah, yeah. OG, yeah, OG is, Supergirl is. OG Supergirl is Kara Danvers, and her hers was Carol. Yeah, yeah. That's very yeah. yeah. That's really close. <laughs> I mean, but the, it's not the first from Marvel and DC. You got Slade Wilson and Wade Wilson. So I mean, it's it's nothing we haven't seen before. No, not at all. Um, but yeah, yeah. I I really liked her personality in this movie. Um, I feel like it was weird because she was like driven on this one thing that was like embedded in her mind that like scrolls were evil and they were all meant to be killed and then like halfway through the movie she realizes that that's not true and she's like wait what they've just like fucked with my mind this whole time and I feel like that's society today. Yeah I think that there's like a, oh, that's a great that's a great meta narrative or a great subtext it's just, like don't just don't follow or don't necessarily follow other people's expectations follow what you believe in follow what you think it's right i mean like three quarters of the movie is all about how ex- uh external forces like the supreme intelligence or jude law or just society's <laughs> try to tell or dictate what uh brie larson or captain marvel should do and she's like fuck that i'm doing my own way i'm doing it the right way and um and she she saves the day, which is awesome. Yeah, I think she's really badass. This movie was great. Um, this soundtrack was spot on. For oh this yeah, whole movie. So much nineties. Let me just help with let, the tone of it all. Like it really did, and all of these other things that sort of popped up that connected the dots, leading up to Infinity War and the Avengers and all that. I thoroughly enjoyed that, but I was sitting here watching it saying, like, with the current timeline of everything, we should have had a Captain Marvel movie already, however. Yeah, this is the 21st MCU movie. That's been a long while since we... But it wouldn't have been as good as it was if we had tried to do Captain Marvel first, I think. That's very true. Um, And I don't know about you guys, but I really, really liked... This weird-looking young Sam Jackson. It's so good. <laughs> it was, it was crazy good. I um, this is like the this is like the most screen time Sam Jackson's had in a single Marvel movie, I think. Right? Because like he's practically maybe, a supporting actor or like a main character. Maybe Avengers. Yeah, but he's also been in the most Marvel movies, probably. Yeah, I I, I just I feel like this is like the most we've seen. Sam Jackson flexes chops in a uh, MCU. This is also the this is also the first time that we see Nick Fury have an actual personality besides With being a dick. Adults. Yeah, he's like he. he, he we can also see Sam Jack like actually having fun with this role, and you know, just we just see sides of Nick Fury we've never seen, like just him and his fawning relationship with Goose the cat, and and I also okay, love can that. Can I just say that I also want. A goose. <laughs> I want a goose. You want you want a flurkin? I want a flurkin. I want a flurkin. <laughs> like I knew, I knew when the. I mean, obviously we're doing a spoiler cast, so I knew that when Goose ate the tesseract, I was like, "That's gonna be one of the scenes 
Like when we got to the the two end credit scenes, I knew one of them was going to be the cat barfing <laughs> up the tesseract. I was just like, that cat does not look good at the end of this. My <laughs> one my one problem with the whole de aging thing, and I don't know if it was done on purpose because he wasn't human for part of it, but. They did a great job with Sam Jackson. They did not do a good job with Phil Coulson. I thought he looked like a Ken doll. He looked very I, plastic. I thought Ken uh, Coulson looked fine. I, lo- I mean, um, I think there were certain scenes where, like, his face, like, looked too perfect. Like, exactly. It looked too plastic. It looked like he got injected full of shit and he couldn't I mean, it. honestly... When Coulson was on screen, I didn't pay much attention to him because Sam Jackson was also there. I did because I missed him. I, I really miss having Coulson on screen too. <laughs> so <laughs> I that was my first reaction when I saw um, when I saw Fury and Coulson. I was like, "Yay, Coulson!" I, I, I just love how they're just riding together. It's like, oh, this is like a like an MC version cop. of Men in Black, and then it's like, yes. oh wait, scrolls. <laughs> well, it's also- weird because hold on, because. If you, that was your initial reaction was uh, MCU Men in Black, mm. mine was MCU Pulp Fiction. Oh, true, true, true. Yes. I was just like, oh, this is perfect. I'm yeah. sorry, MCU Top Gun? Anybody? Well, yes? that too. Okay. Yeah. I just, here's, so here's the thing. Whenever I look at Phil Coulson, the first thing I think about is uh, Tony Stark saying, his name is Phil. I thought his first name was Agent. <laughs> I don't know why. It just gets me going every time. So every time I see Phil, I just go, his first name is Agent. I don't know why. I just this love movie was badass. Yeah. I just love how radically different Nick Fury was, but like still it's Phil Colsus was still like this by the book, very like uh dot every i cross every t g man and it, but still with the harder goal and it's like he didn't change at all in like the 20 years of the mcu it was it was pretty great um also do you guys keep up with agents of shield because i don't i i legit no. don't know no. whether or not agent colson's actually alive or not and he, he's alive he's alive he's alive okay yeah. is he actually coming back to adventures endgame because i'd be so pissed off if he wasn't i don't I don't think he'll be in any more MCU no. movies. No, I, I think he's out of the Damn. MCU movie universe. I think he's actually dead. That's he he go bye bye. No. No, because well, um, Agents of Shield. Coulson from Agents of Shield. Uh, oh, no, Coulson's in that alive. show, and he's still alive. Yeah, yeah, I know. At least for like, I mean that that show is still going on. Um, I mean, it's possible that he died recently. Uh, no, I don't know how long, but. I, I haven't watched that show in a while. I don't know. I think they're... I feel like that's going to be like a back pocket secret reveal that the, they're going to keep in their pocket uh, for Endgame. And it's going to be like in the third act out of nowhere. Who saves the day? Coulson. It would be awesome. It's, it's going to be Captain Marvel and the OG Avengers. Here's... Okay, so here's my thing. When the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer came out it was obviously a huge reveal that nick fury is there because the i think far from home is post infinity war it's like post end game i'm assuming yeah Mm -hmm. so it's obviously a big reveal that he's still there however i'm very scared 
from all of this that we are going to lose Tony Stark. And I'm going to lose my shit if that happens because I would rather lose Cap. Okay. It's weird because I don't know how true it is, but we, um, a few years ago, we got a spoiler blurb of Far From Home. And it was like after the death of Tony Stark. Ah, I know. The first three words of it. And I was like, all right, well, this could, this could be true. But it could also be someone being a dick and just throwing because it out here's there. The, because here's the thing. I don't see baby Peter as he is now f- being able to, to function as an Avenger without Tony. He's not ready for that yet. And no one could. else has the patience to be with that child except Tony. Well, I mean, if let's say for- I'm sorry, can you see Captain Marvel like mentoring him? Because I can't. I mean, why not? If 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 Tony, is Tony, Stark, she's uh, sort of been out of the galaxy for a <laughs> while, Andy. I'm pretty sure she's gonna have to like reacclimate herself. I mean, but if she's on Team Avengers, she's gonna be like, "Yo, Spider Kid, I need you to mend the fuck up." <laughs> I mean, if Tony <laughs> dies, I mean, there's no reason why he could like RDJ can't continue on as a replacement for Friday or just be one of. Tom Holland's um, AI that's just talks that talks back to him in his spider suit. I mean, that's I don't absolutely. Want that. I want Tony. I know, but I'm like lots good. of people <laughs> are gonna die in Endgame. Well, yeah. Here's the thing: is okay. Well, I know we're deviating slightly, and now we're talking about Endgame. However, uh, I'm sticking with this until I see the movie Cap's dying. That's really it, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, I think I'm that's okay a given. I think I think we've seen. I'm at peace could be, with that. I think they're, they're we're gonna, they've been setting up clues like on who's gonna take the mantle, like Winter Soldier, and it's either gonna be shield. Winter Soldier or or Sam um, Wilson. Sam Wilson, yeah, Sam absolutely. Wilson. It's one of the two, and I'm down for either. But I, it's yeah. Who's who's also, gonna I take up the role as Iron suit. Man? I love her suit. I just love everything about her and all of her '90s glory. It mm. took me back. When she crashed through the ceiling of the Blockbuster, I was like, now I really want to go to Blockbuster. And I could, like, instantly smell the inside of that store. <laughs> I like I like how they decided to use two places that are completely non-existent now, which is Blockbuster and, and Radio, Radio Shack. Shack. Yes! And then all the parents who grew up and have to take their kids, they have to explain to the kids what exactly a Blockbuster or Radio Shack was uh, back in the oh, day. That or and my, the dial-up modem. Or dial-up modem. Or when beepers. The, when everything was, was loading... I was like, oh, God, the children don't even know. Oh, also, we had a celebrity in the audience that, like, brought their kids to, like, go see this movie and, like, ducked out before the end credits because everyone who was sitting in the front of the theater the way we were, we all figured it out. Like, everyone else who was behind us had no idea. Liv Schreiber was in our theater Uh. and took his kids to go see this. My like God. I like, we were staring at the back of his head, and I'm just like, oh well, yep, that that there he is, hello. But like nobody, nobody like bothered him or anything, which was kind of great. That's but good. yeah, I, that just made my heart happy. I was like, oh, you're bringing your two boys to go see this. Thank you, showing them that women are badass. Yeah, boy. So that made me happy. That's a plus parenting right there. Uh, so favorite moments so, from the movie. 
<sighs> the Flurkin. There are a few. The Flurkin. Hell yeah. Captain Marvel. All of Captain um, Marvel. All of her. Mm-hmm. Well, I also, I think, I, I think a lot of my favorite moments, I mean, putting her aside and like her as a character aside, I think a lot of my favorite moments was tying everything up, was watching him coming up with the Avengers initiative sitting at the desk was Ronan popping in because had no idea that that was happening. Um, they actually got Lee Pace back to play the role. And they did. Same they did. as, was, um, same as the I, other guy. Mm-hmm. From, oh, God. Uh, his lieutenant. Oh, jeez. Kor- Korath. The yeah. guy who says Star-Lord, who? Uh, from yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, he's back as well. I just love that. Uh, I really enjoyed how they just, they're just um, filling in the gaps in the entire uh, MCU canon history. Like, I would love to see a movie, like a Captain Marvel movie, between that and Avengers. Because we, we met Ronan in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. I yeah. would love to see a Ronan-Captain Marvel movie. Mm. Like, before be the stones, because cool. he said that he's coming back for her. So I would love to see that movie. If they're going to do a sequel, which, you know, fingers crossed, I hope it's before well, this. If- yeah, yeah, if they ever do a sequel, I personally think that they're going to do um they're going to do like a movie in between this movie and like when she gets called. Yeah, yeah, and I I I would like to see it see Ronan show back up for that because he didn't he wasn't really I mean, he was the villain for Guardians, but he wasn't really like uh Villain, villain. Yeah, and in With terms this, of the, it, yeah. yeah, and in terms of the MCU timeline, I think the original Guardians of the Galaxy takes place like six years prior to like what the latest timeline of the MCU should be right now. So there's still like at least fifteen something years in between um, when Captain Marvel takes place and when. Um, uh, event game should taking place that you, there's plenty of uh, like quote unquote time to uh, tie into that story because I, I really like Lee Pace I really like Ronan I really like uh, Korath um, I was just so happy to see those characters back and it's kind of like I mean it's it could you could see it as a little bit of a cheat but I think it was a way around Marvel's habit of just permanently killing off really cool characters or really cool villains uh, but now they're they they brought back Ronan. They brought back Korath, and um, yeah, I think just more of that, more backstory. Well, I don't know if you guys know, but um, Ronan is actually a Kree. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah so we knew um, that in Guardians, and then they reiterated that again. Um, I didn't even know if they mentioned it in Guardians. Yeah, they did. Um, and I was wondering one, why I couldn't recognize him, and then I realized it's because his face was all blue and he never well, black, in, like, in Guardians, paint on his face. Yeah, in Guardians, <laughs> he put on like the black face paint, so it looked, he looked yeah. even more menacing. I was like, why does he look different? I was like, did you kill more people between like, those movies? Is that why that's there? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, it, it threw me off. I was like, it sounds like Lee Pace. It looks like Lee Pace, mm-hmm. but you don't look the same. Why not? Mm-hmm. That's why not. You haven't killed as many people yet. <laughs> um, I think Andy was gonna say something. Yeah, Andy, you had a thought. 
Yeah, so one thing I was kind of expecting from this movie, and it, like, threw it away, was introducing an Adam Warlock. And I'm kind of surprised. Wait, did, I mean, I must have, wait, they, they had an Adam Warlock cameo here? or like... No, 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 I'm just saying, like, I thought they would have. Oh, yeah, because, like, they first teased, like, Adam Warlock in Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, and yeah. And they, they kind of, like, never mentioned it ever, ever again. So I was like, if there's a time to mention Adam Warlock, why not the Cree, the Skull Cree, the Skrull Cree War? Well, and it's like maybe the perfect they're time. gonna do it again. Maybe they might actually get into that if they do a Captain Marvel too. Yeah, there was there was also no mention of Super Skrull. Yeah, I mean, like they, I don't know. it was it was weird because like I was I was um well first of all they this movie broke the curse of Ben Mendelsohn constantly playing villains. Because every single role he's done, like like in Rogue One or... I, I knew I recognized that voice. I don't want to say it's because of the list, but it is the list. I recognized him. <laughs> yes. I was like, why do you sound familiar? Yeah, yeah. So Ben, ben Mendelsohn plays Talos, the lead scroll. And it's like, yes, oh, look at Yes, and he's his... always the bad guy. He's You're always right. the bad guy. And then they're like, oh, wait. No, second act turn. The scrolls are just refugees. They're just trying to leave. I love when she was playing home. Uno with the daughter. She's like, please don't ever change your eyes. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was really interesting how they they just flipped it on their head. Because like, I think a lot of people were expecting the scrolls to you know, just live up to their infamy as like super over-the-top villains and the prospect of eventually making Secret Invasion like uh, its own prominent storyline or maybe its own prominent MCU crossover movie. Uh, for those who don't know, Secret Invasion is just um, the whole uh, narrative. Avengers. Of, of, yeah, of, of like of like so many prominent heroes uh, were actually secretly replaced by scrolls. Um, as like a giant reveal and, and scrolls are here to invade the planet and like now I don't think how they set up in Captain Marvel, they can really do that. Um, oh, they absolutely can. Oh, they can. Why not? They he he said that there's still like thousands of scrolls hiding. Oh, okay. So they're just, and they're, they're hiding. They're not doing it. These just to be an invasive these just, species. Yeah, these just happen to be like good scrolls we came across. Oh, okay. There's good and bad in everyone. So I'm assuming I yes, I thought Obi-Wan that they were gonna is. like hint at Super Scroll because Super Scroll is like the evil like the evil king and I was kind of hoping that they were hinting at Super Scroll I'm sorry the idea that there's like a king scroll king scroll <laughs> I mean he kind of is I know but he makes me laugh um, I don't know what's up until now like I just, I don't see them as, like, pure... I mean, I know there's good and bad in everything, obviously, but now I just I, I just look at them as such, like, a sweet, like, peaceful, like, race of people. Like, yes, you obliterated someone else in order to, like, be them, but the idea that there's, like, a baddie King Scroll out there somewhere just, I don't know why it gives me the giggles. Well, alright, so Super Scroll basically has the powers of all the Fantastic Four. This I don't know how it's happened. 
a good Fantastic Four movie to actually. But that's and why we, I'm saying we, we it would have been a perfect time. Would have been a perfect time to introduce a Super Scroll before he got all these powers, and while he was just this regular basic bitch scroll, and then. It, it would have been great. It would have led us to, like, Silver Surfer and, like, Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom somehow. No. Well, Andy, Andy, now we, Andy, we, no. we need you to write Fantastic Four for the MCU. Yeah. Uh, I can. I need you to co-write it for me, Chris. They have failed on that front too many times to try and do it again. But without Fantastic Four, we wouldn't have gotten, you know... Uh, you know, uh, Captain America and Killmonger, and because they both. I played. think that we would have still gotten there. <laughs> it just might have taken just a little bit longer. And it took a long time I mean, to begin. It with. did. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's weird because like, I don't. I mean, Fantastic Four. The, the it's so important to the like all of Marvel because like Fantastic Four was like the first comic Stanley ever well he was like it was like the first comic that he worked on before uh he decided to quit like he there's this one moment in comics where he was just not satisfied what, with what he was doing and his wife encouraged him to just go for broke write the comic book that he wants to write like that, that, that turned out to be fantastic four and then the rest is history um and i all the ingredients for a great story and a, and a great movie are there and technically you already have a great Fantastic Four movie, which is called The Incredibles, and, and <laughs> <laughs> so it should work. Um, it's just like, can we talk about the Stanley tribute? Yes, it was very. And the beautiful. fact that it was I so- teared up, and then someone looks at me and goes, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Shut up! I'm not crying. You're crying." And I like needed <laughs> just a second. But could Marvel like keep that opening? I, th- I think I they're going to. It was, to. like, beautiful. I think they're going to. I don't know if it's going to be indefinite, but I know for probably Endgame we're going to see it. Now, I, I want no, your... I want it for, like, ever. Okay. I don't. I mean, I would be fine with that, but I don't know if they're going to do that. I want your opinion on something, though. Do you think that they were too soon on the Stanley tribute? Do you think that Captain Marvel... I mean, I realize it was just like a thank you, but it was obviously still a sort of tribute to Stanley. Do you think that they pulled that too soon? Do you think they should have waited for Endgame? Or do you think they have something... Hell no, no they have to. doing tributes Endgame. for um, What's Upon a Deadpool. With that, that, uh, that tribute was very touching. Um, oh, there was? I didn't see yeah. it. Yeah, there was. Like a, It was a, a post-credit scene. Aw, um, okay. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really great scene. Um, and, oh, also, in, uh, Into the Spider-Verse, uh, they also had another touching, uh, post-credit scene. Um, and I, I think, I think, I think it's never too soon, never too early, never too soon to give thanks to Stan Lee, all these, all the incredible work he's done, so. And it's not like, um, I, I believe... This isn't Stanley's last cameo. I think his last cameo is in Far From Home. Yeah, if it, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so. So, well, then there you go. Maybe at the very least, we'll have the Stanley opening for Endgame and Far From Home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I um, hope they keep it. I think it's a nice touch. I think they should, did I anyone, think they should keep it, yeah. 
Did anyone see Stanley's cameo? I like, love that cameo so much. The fact that he was reading a mall rat script just made me. And he was practicing his so, lines. Like it was It's funny because I read um I read somewhere that like Kevin Smith was talking about the cameo. And I didn't know he was talking about the Stanley cameo. And uh, I just read that he saw uh, the Mallrats cameo and like he teared up. Mm. And I was like, huh? I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. But why would he tear up being like cameoed in a Marvel movie? And then I saw Stanley with the script and I was like, that's why. Yeah, it's, it's really touching. I mean, um, I mean, Kevin Smith like started a trend like way before everyone else. Like it went back when he was still cutting his chops on being a budding filmmaker. Um, he's taught the story a bunch of times where he was talking to uh, one of his longtime collaborators, Jim Jacks, a producer, and, and like Jim Jacks was like super excited, like, "Wait, we need who do you want to get?" And he's like, and, and Kevin Smith was like, um, I, "Well, I have a part uh, I wrote for Stan Lee." I don't know if we can get him. And then Jim's like, oh, Stan, I know. I just talked to him like last week. And then and then that was a dream come true for uh, for Kevin just really early on working with one of his personal heroes, um, working with Stan Lee. And like, I feel like one of the, I think, I think the, before that, there was the only other one, like one other film, Stan Lee appeared in the film. I think that appeared in like the early 1980s. And then, and now like every, every single Marvel movie or every single Marvel-based movie, you know, we have a Stanley cameo, and you know, Kevin was the first one to to do it, and it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um. Running back to to a question that Ryan asked or Chris about what our favorite scene of the movie was. That was Chris, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I knew it was one of you. Um. Honestly, I don't have a favorite scene. Like, that whole movie was excellent. It was... I think it was well-written. It was really fun to watch. And... It just... It did a great job. I know people have been trashing it on, like, Rotten Tomatoes. Why yeah, they they've been re- review... I uh, was like called review-bombing it, and then, like... So, like... Yeah. Like, literally two days ago, when I checked Rotten Tomatoes, it had a 33 percent fan review yeah and then today I I saw something that that rotten tomatoes like disabled yeah they, that was yeah yeah they did. so today when i checked it back it was like 53 percent but still pretty terrible just people who are just just not receptive or just don't like it just because well they, they even they even even seen the film yet and they're already judging so hard about it and whether some of the people are, are saying that, uh, like, it's another one of these girl power movies, and I think it's, it's not. This movie is just fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, all is, these it is a girl power movie. She kicked all of their asses during I'm Just a Girl by Gwen Stefani. Mm. Yeah, but hold on. Um, the way that they were making it seem like was it was like shoving feminism down your throat. And like that's not how this movie was at all. Yeah. And that's that's what I didn't yeah, like. Brie Larson that, like just people ass. were already. Yeah. You know, it's, I don't get. I don't get why. Like, just comic book fans, especially male fans, just get so bent up over it. Like, like 
It's because they're intimidated by female uh, superheroes. I know. I don't care. There's I, a bunch of female badass superheroes. It's like, why, why, why don't we want more of these? These are so cool. And like, yes, for a very long while, especially for Marvel movies, it's been a very, it's been largely like a boys club. And this is the 21st movie uh, in the MCU. And only now it's, it's the first one to have a female leading uh, hero, uh, leading leading protagonist, and yes, we had Black Widow for all of them, but she's never gotten her own movie yet. Um, so, and then Jessica Jones. I mean, wait, okay, we had Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones is awesome too. Um, but yeah, just just throw in throw in more badass female heroes. There's plenty of them. I, in the I mean, box. and then I guess you can also argue that X Men One was kind of like following Rogue's story. Mm-hmm. But let's be real, Hugh Jackman was stealing the Hugh show. Hugh Jackman was the star of all all those movies for 15 years. It's always been about even Hugh Even when he shows up for like 10 seconds, it's like, ah, Hugh Jackman stole is. the whole show. <laughs> Quota fulfilled. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I really enjoyed like every single moment of this movie. It's insane. Yeah, I don't think I could I could isolate one single moment that was my favorite. It, the whole I if I had the time to go see this again, I absolutely would. It I th- I don't want to say it's what we needed right now cuz I I just I just think that despite what haters might say, I think we're ready for more female superheroes to see that kind of badassness up on screen i don't care what the little shit bags say maybe we should get a fantastic four movie where susan storm is the leader of the fantastic four i'm pretty sure that happened in the comics i mean it's okay the only way that's going to happen is it's not like we have had susan storm is we have had two susan storm is one of the most broken fucking superheroes ever We've had two epic fails of Fantastic Four movies. I mean, maybe... No, there's there's Fantastic Four, and then there's Fan4tastic. <laughs> where they use the four as an A. Which I... Uh, I got it, but I was just like... No. No, no. Go back in the shadows. I, again later. Honestly, I think Fan4tastic had a lot of potential if they filmed a middle of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then- it was literally like... Beginning of the movie, end of the movie. And they had a there was no Dr. middle, there was no climax. Something that looked like tinfoil. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, let's not talk about tinfoil doom. Tinfoil doom. Tinfoil doom. <laughs> There's also like tinfoil silver surfer. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's official. The Disney Fox deal's closed, so I think Disney can do something really good with final, uh, with uh, FF and all those properties and they, so, they can look at the, all, the, all the other Jack Kirby's cosmic stuff they have already built in the MCU so far and they, they I mean yeah. Captain Marvel really fleshed that really really well and like I love learning more about the Kree and the scroll and just seeing more Ronin and just more spacey space stuff it's great basically Chris wants um, to go back to space a lot Yes. There there was a scene. It was the scene where uh I I still keep wanting to say Kara. That's fine. <laughs> just just call her Supergirl. 
where uh, Supergirl. No, where uh, Captain Marvel is like driving the the plane, and like they're like firing shit at her, the the Kree, and my whole thought was like, when did this movie turn into Star Wars? <laughs> yes, <laughs> there was a lot of that. There was like, there's this one scene. Um. Oh, when um, what's her name? Uh, is it Sarah Rambo? The the mother, the mother of Monica. I think her name was Sarah. Um, she's diving back into uh, into Earth, and she's being chased chased by one of the Star Force pilots. And it became like Top Gun slash Independence Day, where they're flying through the canyon. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, this is awesome. I love it. It's very good. Oh, thanks. Uh, this isn't. This isn't really related to the movie, but um, I did read a few days ago that there's talk of an X-Men versus Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I mean, that's... I think that's the surface-level thought of everyone, everyone will automatically assume what would happen now that X-Men's back in the fold of MCU. I just, I just want it. Mm-hmm. I just want to see the X-Men and the Avengers face off. Mm-hmm. And then we can finally get the perfect, perfect fucking uh, rendition of Spider-Man with Wolverine. Uh. Like Spider-Man with Wolverine interactions are the most hilarious things I've ever seen. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just thinking to like, like old school Marvel versus Capcom. Just like... Oh yeah, it's great. So good. Uh, um, I have a question. Um, I have an answer. So, obviously, um, Captain Marvel is gonna be super important in the the plan to defeat Thanos, and I think to also a large extent they're setting up Ant Man to be really important. Um, yeah. So what? What do you? How do you think? Captain Marvel's gonna take down Thanos, or what's her role oh, gonna be? Oh shit! Um, Cause like, hold on, Chris. Chris, you just made me think of something. What's up? So I said, who would replace? Because we already know who's replacing um, Captain America mm-hmm. if he dies. Mm-hmm. When? But he dies. obviously, the next person, then the person I asked, who would replace Tony Stark? Mm-hmm. And it's obviously Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Ant-Man's going to be the technological genius. Wait, I mean, they, it but he's the not Avengers. a technological genius. We got Hank Pym! <laughs> Hank Pym doesn't want to be a part of the Avengers. I mean, he got his wife back, so maybe now he'll like play ball, but... Well, his daughter will be in the Avengers. Mm. Wasp. This is true, yeah. I mean, the Wasp was... Uh... You're one of the, I think she was the one who came up with the name for the Avengers, or she was, she was one of the OG uh, roster, yeah. and she was like super important. In and Ant Man was OG roster that's too. Yeah, that's right. Um, what was I saying? Oh God, I just forgot. Sorry, I derailed you. No, that's fine. Um, no worries. Um, oh, I was thinking like I think there's all. I mean, there's plenty of repl- uh, potential replacements for. Uh, Tony Stark. You, you could have uh, I Shuri. I mean, I, actually, I would love Shuri to be. Uh, I would love her to take on the Black Panther mantle. Um, that would be sick. Because yeah, she's so she's so funny and badass, and that's also a thing in the comics. But uh, a lot of people were saying, oh, she could be like 
the new age Riri Williams, except it's Shuri and and because she's super smart and I, I would like I would dig that. Um, anyway, you're getting derailed. Okay, Captain Captain Marvel. She's taking on Thanos. They're they're making a battle plan for the end game. What's her role? What she does? What she do? Um, how she how she spearheads that plan? I think she distracts Thanos while Ant Man. One by one, removes the Infinity Stones from the Gauntlet when he's this big. <laughs> <laughs> when he's no, quantum sized. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. When he's quantum sized, yes. No, honestly, um, you know how when her hands were completely encased in metal and mm. she like heated them up to the point where that's how she broke free of them? Mm-hmm. I would love to see. Her break the gauntlet apart like that? Yeah, or something like that. Like, get it off of Thanos Thanos like that. Or just, uh, yeah, something to do with that. Because obviously just blasting him in the head isn't going to do anything. You need to fix everything first. Which I I have no fucking idea how they're going to do that. See, I I was really curious because it's... um, At least this Carol Danvers, she gets her powers from the core of the light speed ship which is it itself powered by the space stone slash the tesseract so i'm wondering like if her powers have like an innate connection to the space stone and maybe the other stones like i don't know maybe some weird ge- mental gymnastics um where that would be interesting yeah like like inadvertently captain marvel can tap to the power of the space stone like oh, what if she has to wear the gauntlet? That oh, she be... steals the gauntlet from Thanos. That'd that be would awesome. be great. I would love to. You see think she her could steal? It. You think she could steal a gauntlet from Thanos? I mean, yes. I think, I think, I think a lot of people. Actually, I, I forget if there was any official press from any of the creators, but at least a lot, at least a, a lot of chatter on the internet were were saying how Captain Marvel's power level is supposed to be able to go to toe to toe with Thanos. And I can definitely see that. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think alone just with Thor and Stormbreaker and and Captain Marvel, like just if they just tag team, they could give Thanos a really hard time. Um And if the Hulk stops being a pussy. Yeah, the Hulk can Hey listen, he's afraid, <laughs> okay? Leave him alone. <laughs> listen, the Hulk is like the Hulk has the fastest healing factor in all of Marvel, period. But the fact that Thanos scared the Hulk, I feel like they'll get down to that. He'll deal with it. Listen, my boy Peter Parker, 16 years old, put the whooping on Thanos and then got his ass quick. Sorry, he got done. Quickly. That one, that, that death still rocked me, like, the hardest. Like, still rocked me the hardest. And I don't know if it was because it was very reminiscent of, like, David Tennant and Doctor Who, who's my doctor, like, regenerating. But that whole moment, like, it it got me so hard. I think I could watch all of Infinity War all over again and have to stop or fast forward through that part. I, I can't do with it again. I was in tears. And there's, a, there's that excellent fan theory where people are saying, well, Peter knew what was coming because of the spider sense. So he could sense, like... On a cosmic level, like all yeah, like, that's probably true. The entire universe died. He knew it was about to happen, which is a really interesting theory. Yeah. yeah. 
doesn't make it any less. That makes it more. I know. I, 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 I know. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, were you trying to not make me sad? Because that didn't I work. I failed. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, like, anime style, like, waterfall tears. Like, I was ugly, straight up ugly crying in the theater. No. It was terrible. But it's okay. That, now you can watch Captain Marvel over and over again and be like, but, she'll say but we also. Yeah. But we also know Far From Home is coming, mm-hmm. and Tom Holland is great, mm-hmm. and he's going to be fighting Jake Gyllenhaal in England. Oh <laughs> my god. When I saw the trailer for that, I was 15 again and in love. It was terrible. And it's crazy, because when I heard that Jake Gyllenhaal was playing excited. Mysterio, I was kind of like, Really? And then I saw Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio, and I'm like, yes, I need more. I, I love how the like Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal made it like he always wanted to play Spider Man, and then and then he 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 got in on the joke. Like, I think he released something on the Instagram where he's like, I'm gonna be in a Spider Man movie, and it's like I'm playing Mysterio. What? And he throws a comic book in the air or something like that. It's like, oh, Jake <laughs> but I think I think Mysterio's a really a really really cool choice. Um, I don't think we've ever had. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think he's gonna be. Uh, actually, Andy or er, Ryan, uh, do you think he's like a C-list villain, B-list villain? I mean, I think he's appeared a lot on Sinister Six, right? Or am I getting that wrong? Uh yeah, Mysterio's been on the Sinister Six a few times. Yeah, I think I think this is like I think he's one of those villains where you don't readily it doesn't it doesn't come to mind as one of like spider-man's most iconic rogues gallery but he's still pretty iconic and i think the fact that there hasn't been a lot of i don't think actually i don't think there's been any live action adaptations of material no point so no, they can go they can take him any direction and do some really cool creative things with him so and mysterio the uh this i know this isn't like supposed to be us talking about spider-man but too late too are. late <laughs> um Mysterio is always one of my favorite Spider-Man villains. And I think the coolest thing about Mysterio is like how he's introduced where he's using his like knowledge of technology to make it look like he's fighting villains, quote unquote, terrorizing the city. And he's coming in as Mysterio and like basically trying to look like a superhero. And I I think that that's great and that's what it seems like they're kind of going with with Jake Gyllenhaal where Mysterio comes in to like fight Hydro Man yeah and how they cut the the trailer I think like or Jake Gyllenhaal shouts to Spider-Man like you don't want to be a part of this or something something along those lines so um yeah I don't know who knows I mean I think Marvel movies have a really great way of just Flipping around and giving additional death to the villains, like for example, like who we, we I, I don't think anyone expected the scrolls to be, or at least these scrolls to be sympathetic uh, characters. I'm not gonna lie, after after they convinced um, Captain Marvel to go on their side, I'm like, ah, oh, they're definitely tricking her, mm-hmm. and then the, the the twist never happened, and I was like. Uh, I was wrong. No, 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 no and you're like eyes narrowed. They'll be back. Secret evasions will happen. <laughs> That's why in the back of my mind, I was like, I know secret evasion happens, and scrolls are evil. Yeah. So don't don't fuck with me. 
Don't bullshit me. <laughs> oh, man. Cool, cool, cool. So, any last thoughts about Captain Marvel before giving it a rating? Go see it. It's fucking rad. Hell yeah. That movie's super badass. It has. If you haven't seen Captain Marvel and you listen to this entire spoiler cast, sucks to be you because we just kind of gave away a lot. So go watch it. Pause. Pause it right now. <laughs> Even though for like 57 minutes in, go pause it. Go watch it. Then finish this episode. <laughs> the episode's about to be over. Go pause it. Come back and tell us what you think about it. Yeah. I mean, this movie has everything. It has badass heroes. It's got space. It's got lasers. It's got Top Gun references. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. The only one thing that's missing is Guitar Guy from, from Mad Max. Guitar, guitar Guy from Mad Max playing Danger Zone. Uh, that was so good. What? Hold, hold on. We need Guitar Guy playing and strapped to the Guardians of the Galaxy ship while playing Danger Zone yes. while flying in to fight Thanos. Yes, they, just, they just hook up all the speakers and they're like, wow, wow, wow. And then it's, for some reason it's tied to... Like, maybe they steal back, like, the Power Stone, and they put the Power Stone connected to the sound speakers, so it releases a sonic blast, and, like, Thanos' ears are bleeding, because, like, the, the metal and is too somehow, righteous. And somehow, the flamethrower works in space, but we don't care about that. It does. That. It totally works in space. Again, they steal a Power Stone, and he attaches to his guitar. Every chord of strums emits, like, some psychic, psychic flamethrower blast, and, like, Thanos <laughs> like, no, I can't take it, uh... <laughs> Perfect. Excellent. We cracked it. We did it again. <laughs> You're all nuts. Yay! If if you think we're nuts now, you should have listened to last week's episode, where Chris and I gave some weird ass fucking like Pokemon things. Yeah. Show Tucker Professor Oak. I still want it. I still need it. <laughs> Are we talking about Shout Tucker from FMA or yes. Shout Tucker from FMA Brotherhood? Oh. There's a there's a big difference uh, because the FMA one he turns himself into a chimera where he like whispers because his head is backwards. Or it was either no. He was, Do you remember that? His head was upside down, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. I kind of want I kind of want Professor Oak to turn himself into a Pokemon chimera. That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, so yeah, original FMA. <laughs> All right, OG FMA it is. There you go. Done. Done. <laughs> and I thought the weirdest thing that happened to me today was finishing Umbrella Academy. <gasps> I, still I haven't finished it yet. It. I'm oh. on episode four. Jeez. Oh, I finished it, and oh my fucking god is all I'm going to say. Okay, we, we got to put it Klaus. in Let's uh Next episode, S&P, Umbrella Academy, spoiler cast, or spoiler talk, at least. Done. I'm down. Hell yeah. Done. All right. Well. Well. Um. Let's 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 give this a rating. Yes. Yes. Uh. I'm gonna give it five mohawks. Yes. Out of five. Yeah. Five out of five. Five out of five, out of five mohawks. Five out of five mohawks. I just loved how they just they just did like a really really ingenious and soft touch of just uh, implementing that part of the costume or at least a recent costume into this movie oh yeah her helmet comes together and makes out mohawk and then she goes super saiyan it's beautiful i love it 
I when I saw that in the movie, I was like, Chris is absolutely gonna say she's going Super Saiyan. I... That or that or she gets vegan powers because Scott Pilgrim. Because oh my god, <laughs> that's right, she's Envy. I, yeah, I forgot. And her... Well, all right, so we got we got uh, two people from Scott Pilgrim in the MCU now. Yeah, it's a Brie Larson. Because Chris and then Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Yeah. Um... Oh my god, that's right. He was one of the evil actors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had the vegan powers. No, no he didn't. No, he was um He was, he was the, the actor. skateboarder guy. I'm thinking Brandon yeah. Roth. Brandon uh... Ruth, who was that terrible iteration of Superman. But it's okay. Now he's now But he's, he's the also the Adam. He's the Adam. <laughs> so he's, he's great. He's doing well. <laughs> yes, because he got the correct superhero. I guess. Mm-hmm. Question mark? Basically, he he is who he was supposed to be this whole time. It wasn't Superman. I think Superman was just written poorly. Let's not judge that. I think he's an excellent actor, and he could have pulled off Superman. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, he, I sure. thought I thought he played like I think it was a super charismatic Chris Chris Reeves kind of Superman. I think I think they nailed it in terms of casting. It's just absolutely terrible terrible writing, and then they don't they didn't. Uh, uh, another well, well, one problematic casting because especially now with what we know about Kevin Spacey as uh, Lex Luthor and then just another real estate scheme from Lex Luthor it's like come on <laughs> come on Lex Luthor is much more evil than that anywho <laughs> um this movie got everything down correctly down to Captain Marvel becoming Super Saiyan for the first time up to the way that Piccolo looks, mm-hmm. and this movie was just I, excellent. I gotta say, I, <laughs> yo, that 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 idea couldn't get out of my head when I first saw the scrolls in this movie. It's it's James Barsters, <laughs> James Barsters. <laughs> like they look exactly like James Barsters from e, from Dragon Ball Evolution. But, but they look better. I it's do, like so they, crazy. They, they, the, the the practical effects are better. But I can't. I, I couldn't get it out of my head. It's like it's James Marsden. Oh, and down to their like their effects of scrolls turning into people and reverting back was fucking insane. Mm. That shit was dope. I really liked it. It was very cool. This movie was excellent. You should go see it if you haven't. If you if you haven't, why are you listening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> go watch That's all it. I'm saying. Bring bring your. Bring your friends, bring your daughters, bring your wives, you know, bring everyone. This is a girl power movie, but it's also just a movie for everyone, but it's about time MCU, so you killed it. Great job. Any final words, Ryan? (laughs) Excellent. I can't. It was completely badass, and like I've said already, if I had... could afford the time to go see this again i absolutely would she is a boss ass bitch hell yeah that's what i'm gonna say <laughs> she's a boss ass bitch <laughs> Woo! oh my god <laughs> well um this has been the spoiler cast for captain marvel uh you can catch our podcast on soundcloud stitcher iTunes, uh, Google Play, and New to the Family, which is, um, why am I blanking on the name? Spotify. Spotify. Which is funny because 
Chris and I, after recording the last episode, right after recording, I was like, I'm going to see if we could get us on Spotify. And then I applied and we got accepted. Yo, hot take. And I was like, it's well, damn. Spotify. What, what the hell? You For so many years, you were so, like, ex- like exclusive. You, we couldn't... They were like... Yeah, we had to have, like, 100,000 subscribers and downloads, and it was really hard to get in. And now it's like, oh, yeah, welcome in. So... I'm going to be honest. Like I said, I think I said it last episode, but I've tried to play it for Spotify, like, three or four times, and, and each time we've gotten denied. And this one was just, like, I shared the RSS feed, and it was, like... Your Spotify will be set up in 24 hours. And I was like, well, shit. (laughs) We only had to wait like three or four years, but it's fine. It's all good. Worth it. Worth it. Cool. You can find me on Twitter at SweetJustice1. You can find me on Twitter at KyoNinjaForHire. That's K-Y-O, NinjaForHire. And you can find me on Twitter at TheRedHorror. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm delirious. Yes. That was the real horror. Oh. <laughs> that, that like three second chuckle that was still better than Chuckles the Clown from Suicide Squad. <laughs> Agreed. Um, I laughed at my, my coworker says that at work I'll laugh at something because I have my headphones on. She goes, I don't like that laugh. What's happening? <laughs> Platin schemes. You should tell her, have you heard Jared Leto's laugh? Because that, that one you won't like. Uh, no. That one you definitely won't like. Please no, don't. No. Please no. Anywho. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, thanks for listening. Um, go out and watch Captain Marvel. Enjoy it. Watch it again. Give it all the give it all the box office, and so we can get many, many Captain Marvel sequels. And yeah, until then, uh, thanks for listening, and have a good one. Wee wee.